Literally. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to let everybody know that um, I spoke into existence that we would meet the Wu-Tang Clan, and guess what? Boom. We met the fucking Wu-Tang Clan. Hell yeah. It was, it was an amazing experience. Wu-Tang forever. I need to move this mic, though, because it's like... Chasing me up. Yeah. Well, congratulations, guys. Got to, got to hang out with... M E T H O D man, Ghostface, Inspector Deck, Rizza, Papa Wu, shout out Papa Wu, yeah, you know what I mean Papa <laughs> Wu. I got a photo of him too. That was awesome. He was a really cool guy. My man Capadonna. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, you still got that uh, purple cab service out in Baltimore? He's like, nah, son. You'll bring this for Monday. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think he was talking about how like, he, 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 want, he either wants to get that back or, yeah, or he said, start he said up again. they shut him down. Yeah. Uh, He's like, I'm trying to get it back. They shut me down. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's, that's wild. Now that's when, wild. And when it says purple cab, like, oh, the cab's legit purple? Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, the purple. Yeah, his bodyguard had an Orioles hat on, and I stopped him. <laughs> and Cabadonna was in the... Um, was in the, when it was in his car already, and he hopped out. I was like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Oh shit, you talking about Boston?" <laughs> Baltimore. Baltimore. Sorry, my bad. I know that all that Baltimore time. and Boston don't even rhyme. Uh, just they start B. with a B. They're relatively close by. All right, man. I got both of y'all. You're now officially on your shit list. They are two worlds away, though. Alright, cool, man. I'm part of the Wu now, man. I'm a killer B. I'm a killer B. I keep fucking around. Damn. Y'all don't want to see my Wu-Tang style. It's a secret. Never teach the Wu-Tang. Alright, man. Y'all keep fucking around. I'm going to bring the ruckus. Y'all better have some cream for me. (laughs) I'll fucking fucking sew your asshole up. Just keep feeding you. And feed. (laughs) So yeah, we um, we were in Philly. Shit was crazy. It, it was crazy because um, when me and Luke were actually walking into the venue, I saw RZA and I told Luke, and Luke didn't want to go over to RZA, and I was like, "Why?" And he was like, "Yo, like you can't go through there." And I was like, "What does it say? Where does it say that you can't go through there?" So then we go into the show and fucking met the man. Uh, actually was like, cause I had my camera out and I was recording the concert the whole time and him and RZA kept like pointing to my camera. Like they were like performing for my camera. It was mad crazy. So met the man came out into the crowd on the barricade and he was standing up and, uh, he walked over towards me more and he used my shoulder to lean on. Mm-hmm. And when he did that, he kind of fell backwards and kicked my fucking phone <laughs> out of my hand, like across the venue. Yeah. Which was scary because, like, I was freaking out. I was like, yo, where's my phone? Right. And then so, the funny thing, you ducked down looking for found a phone. Yeah, that was fucking trampled all over. Yeah. It was cracked. And you were, like, trying to swipe it and whatnot. You're like, oh, shit. Then you're like, wait a minute. Look at the back. Look at the front. He's like, this ain't my phone. He's like looking around. Well, I thought it was my phone at first until somebody got a text message from a girl named Bernice. And I was like, whoa. I don't know. I don't Bernice. know any damn girl named Bernice. <laughs> Bernice, that's your nickname. Yeah. That was yeah. crazy, right? So then, like, um, 
the dude next to us was like, oh, why don't you uh, just keep it? And I was like, nah. So I like started asking everybody. I was like, yo, I found a phone. And this dude that was like in the back, he was like, oh, that's my girlfriend's phone. So then I went back down below all everybody. There was like all yeah. these legs and shit. I'm like, got my phone out yeah. lighting your path and whatnot, trying to look for so it. So me and Luke are like, like <laughs> squirming around and I finally find my phone. Yeah. But uh, Method Man felt really bad that he kicked my phone. So like he took us uh, to meet everybody. Yeah. Which was crazy. And then I had a conversation with him about Kodak Black. Which was very <laughs> random. Yeah. I don't even know, remember how that one got started. I don't either. It was really random. Yeah. And then I talked to Ghostface, because Ghostface is a type 1 diabetic. Last time I saw Ghostface, I was in Colorado, and he had an insulin pump on him. So I asked him about that, and he was like, yeah, I'm a type 1 diabetic. And I was like, damn. <laughs> so I was like, yo, you checking your sugars? And he was like, yeah, son. I was like, all right, cool, just checking, you know what I mean? <laughs> But it was dope. It was dope. It was by far the dopest fucking hip-hop concert I've ever fucking been to, aside from the Anger Management Tour when I was younger. Yeah. That was the second one I've ever been to. The first one being Die Antwood, which was a pretty cool show, but, I mean, nowhere in comparison to this show. Like, they all came out, put on a good show. I'm contemplating here and there or whether or not to start a Tinder account, so, you know. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's now entered my brain, so it's a slow process. Hey, Alex, mm-hmm. guide him in the right way. <laughs> well, know how to guide him. Know when to swipe left and to swipe right. <laughs> Brother Alex can help you out with that. All right. He's so been there. I come to you for guidance. Hey, <laughs> he has won that challenge. <laughs> he has. I don't know if I was just lucky. I did have better luck with Bumble, though. Bumble. But, that, I mean, it, I don't know. I don't think Tinder suited my personality as well. Yeah. So Tinder is you. pretty trashy. Bumble is more like, it's people that actually have shit going on for them. You know? Yeah. Check well, out you know, I'll give them Bumble a try. Yeah, it's worth a try. Do yeah. Tinder as, my, as a test run, you know. Just try an online dating and then move up to Bumble when I'm like, okay, I'm mature enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of anime fans on that shit I heard, so. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. What, on Tinder or Bumble? Mm. Either. On Tinder. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually, yeah, probably. A lot of nerds on there, I heard. Mm. Yeah. There we go. And if anything, it's a good way to get used to, like, the platform and talking to people on there. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I think if anything, that's good for me, because, you know, talking to a random stranger that is, like, I'm automatically starting this relation, this conversation with the fact of, like, I find you attractive. Let's talk. (laughs) Yeah. That's not how that goes. No. Damn it, you're already fucking up. I know, I'm ruined. I don't I will never understand how this is such a difficult task for men because and I'm not tooting my own horn, but I feel like I can say this. Yeah. I've it's never been a problem for me getting women. Never. Yeah. Never. And I and if you guys are gonna say like it's my looks, it's not. No, because I've I, never relied on my looks. Like you guys know I have like a crazy personality. I say fuck that nonsense. I mean, it's a factor, definitely, but yeah, it's not... Not for me. <laughs> it's a, per, it's a personality, and Luke has a good personality, though. Like, he does. Yeah, I'm just terrible at ice-breaking. <laughs> there is no ice-breaking. You're putting too much You're putting too much pressure on yourself already, is what I'm saying. Stop that right doing there, that. yeah. It's super easy. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, is you just gotta not yeah. make a big deal. Oh, yeah. Just I know. be yourself. Yeah. I've never yeah, been exactly. anybody but me. All right. 
Which is my my biggest thing because I stand out from everybody else. Mm-hmm. I always have. I've never been put in the same category as everybody else. I've always stood out. Yeah. Always. I pride myself on that. Yeah, well, and I think most women uh, can tell when you're like, you know... Um, Gimmicks. Exactly. So when you're genuine... No, that I do not try any of that kind of shit because I know I cannot pull it off and it's retarded. Legit. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, just be yourself, man. You'll find the right person. Oh, yeah. It'll I, take, I it'll have take a little bit you. of time. You just got to find someone that matches with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Match.com. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe Christian Mingo? Nah. <laughs> go get baptized. Again? I don't know if I want to. Get do baptized that. again? Yeah. Well, gotta redo it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I'm gonna. They're gonna put me in, and that water's just gonna start bubbling like a deep fryer. I mean, we can help you out, too. It's mad easy. Yeah. You yeah. just gotta get in the habit of it. Like, how to respond to certain shit when to know it, you know, if it's bullshit or not. Yeah, I think that's the other thing. It's just like, uh, you know, someone hits me up going like, oh my god, you're like so fucking hot, OMG. We'll, we'll blah, help blah, you blah. out. Yeah, yeah, we'll help you out, trust me. I'll take a picture of a screen capture like, what's this mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> if, you, if you're looking for something, you gotta take it serious. You can't be, of course. You can't be joking around on it, you know no, what I mean? Because no, no, then no. you're no better than the people, other people that joke around yeah. on it. Yeah, no, no, no. Because you will. You will find somebody. You might find multiple people. You mm-hmm. never know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's why right now I'm just humming and hawing it. And I haven't, like, fully committed. Like, yeah, I'll start this. Just because I'm like, I don't Test know where... Test the waters. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know where I'm going to be in, like, four months from now. Five months from now. You know? Because I'm trying to get a job that might entitle me to move somewhere. And the worst thing would do is to start a relationship where I was like, yo, I'm actually kind of getting serious with this girl. And then I either break it off of her or give up on the job. You Why know would you mean? have to do that? If it's meant to be, then she'll go with you. But in four or five months, that's really fast for her to like move to Japan. Or you ain't moving to Japan in four months? Well, I mean, if something like that happened, I don't know. I don't know what you meant, but... Yeah, you know, like, something. you know, that, whatever. Go with it. Just yeah. fucking go with it. Stop, stop <laughs> making excuses as to why you fucking won't find somebody because that's all you're doing right now. Oh, yeah, I- if it's meant to be, it will be. Nothing anyone can say or do will stop that from happening. If it's not meant to be, then it's just going to wither away or it's just not going to work out. Yeah. Or you'll get an opportunity and you'll leave and they'll stay here. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. don't think of it like that. Just go with it. All right. Yeah. Overthinking and I, too we will help, We'll help you out after the podcast. Yeah. So speaking of the podcast, what are we on to today? Some fucking bullshit. Seasonal depression. Yeah. The silent killer. <laughs> the silent killer. The silent killer. Man, I have every season depression. <laughs> <laughs> That's surreal. <laughs> this is like... Everybody's like, I can't wait until t- March when the sun comes out and it's shining on my face and I'm super happy. I'm like, bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm depressed in the fucking summertime. The only time I'm happy is when it rains. <laughs> The only part of something that makes me depressed is just the knowledge that I'm not working a lot. <laughs> so it's like, I yeah. have no money. Yeah, it sucks to not have money. That's yeah. And if you're not working and you don't have money, then you're just you know, bored all the time. You can't do anything that you want to do. Oh, no, I do a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, I, that, honestly, summertime is the best time for me to catch up on like past pro- art projects. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, you have your art. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Plus, the internet has a lot to offer. All sorts of good movies and shows out there these days. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, 
I went to the doctor today and they tried to fucking get me to go see my therapist and I'm like, why? I just don't want to. <laughs> Did you not like your therapist? No, it's just like I, I just feel like therapy is good for anybody whether you need it or not because you learn a lot about yourself that you may have not otherwise known. Mm-hmm. But it's just like it's so redundant like it's so time consuming like I don't want to be in there talking to somebody sometimes. Sometimes I just want to be left the fuck alone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just because you're my therapist doesn't mean I need to talk to you every fucking time I'm in the area. Right. It's true. I mean, on some real shit, like, I was seeing, like, three therapists a week for a while there. I was seeing my therapist for depression. Uh, I was seeing my therapist for um, my eating disorder that I have. Like tons of shit yeah mm-hmm. that's a lot I didn't have time for shit yeah I mean you didn't even see me for a while like I was just like constantly I was like seeing this person seeing that person seeing this person and I was seeing my doctor for my diabetes mm-hmm. and blah, 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 all this shit I don't it's just so time consuming it's like yeah sometimes I just want to be left the fuck alone yeah it's like I don't need to talk about it I just need to be left alone <laughs> But then they freak out, and they're like, oh, well, are you thinking of this, or are you thinking of that? And I'm like, that's the other thing. People don't understand, like, depression that much. And I, I, that's the other reason why I don't really fuck with therapists too much is because, like, a lot of them don't fucking see you off of their own, um, um, what, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for, um, uh, experiences. Mm-hmm. They see you from what they've learned in a textbook, and it's mm-hmm. two completely different things. Yeah, yeah, I've met those therapists. I've had I had one therapist that was really good, and I had one that was just not helpful. Um, I mean, I've been through a bunch in the last year. Yeah, but yeah, you can definitely tell when they're just when they don't apply their real life experience, or they just don't have the sort of life experience that would apply to that. And you can't learn everything from a book. You know, you can't really relate to someone that way. Legit, it's no different than talking to somebody who's not really paying attention to you, and they're just like, yeah, oh, wow, wow, uh-huh. crazy. Uh-huh. Like, totally. <laughs> Instead of saying all those fucking things, they just give you textbooks answers for everything, and it's just like, mm-hmm. why the fuck am I here? You're yeah. not even listening. Yeah, you could just get the textbook yourself. I think the best version I've seen of that is, like, these two, these two figures, and, like, one's, like, what people think depression is is just like 100% sad. It's like what depression really is is like this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that. Yeah, I mean, it's not just like feeling sad all the time. It's like my, my problem is, and I've had this problem since I was a kid, is like I, I, like my mind is obsessed with thinking about my own death. So I can literally walk with you in the south side down Carson Street and if mm-hmm. I see a bus I'll literally have like a, a image in my head of me getting hit by that bus mm-hmm. and I'll be laying there and people are just like walking over me as I'm like trying to gasp my last yeah breath you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. I see that shit all the time like if I'm walking downtown and I'm like looking up at the buildings at the top of the you know city scrapers or whatever, like I see myself jumping off of there. Mm-hmm. Like I see crazy shit all the time, and it's like very, very vivid and real. Yeah. And I try to tell my therapist this, but she's just like, oh, you know, every time I see it, she's like, oh, you know, you're, 
are you having suicidal thoughts? I'm like, yes, man. Like, that shit does not change because I'm on meds or I'm seeing somebody and talking to them. I, I see this shit all the time. It's been that way since I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, even my little sister has kind of opened up and talked about that kind of shit. And when she tells me stuff like that, it scares me. Because it's like, I'm not there if she needs me. I'm all the way down here in Pittsburgh. And I stress to her all the time, like, if you ever want to talk shit or whatever, call me. That's good that you gave you her know, that open line. You know, I always tell her. And, like, every, and like we're, always, we're always, like, sharing images of, like, stupid stuff on Instagram all the time, you know. So, I'm like, at least. Yeah. We, so, we keep that line always going. But there are days where, like, you know, I'll hit her up on, like, legit text messages and I don't hear anything from her for, like, a couple of days. And it's like, I'm not there. So, I was like, I, I don't know what's going on. And. She's currently having this feud between her and our mom and whatnot. Like, everyone in my family is, like, not on a good communication line. So I'm, and I'm all the way down here in Pittsburgh. So I legit have no idea what the fuck's going on half the time. And it worries me some days. Yeah, I hear you. It's just, it's really stressful. I think I told you this before. It's like, the moment I wake up in the morning, I think about my own death at least six to seven times in the first hour. Mm. Like, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. But I'm so used to it. When I don't think like that, that's when I start to worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, legit. And that's how it's been since I was a kid. I mean, the first time I attempted suicide, I was like in the fourth grade. I used a fucking pencil sharpener. One of those old-ass ones with like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Slip my wrist right in class and then get the desk. Nah, I see. Still got the scars on there. Yeah, no. I may have contemplated that once in high school and I had like the scissor blades next to my wrist. I'm like, nah, this looks too painful. Fuck that. (laughs) 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 I was like, nah. (laughs) Not me, but I'm like so like on some real shit. Like I'm so like concerned with like the way I look and how people view me. Like I would never blow my head off or jump off of a building because my face would be fucking damaged or... Oh, yeah, like, if you jump up, depending on how high of a building you're going to jump up, you might be nothing but a puddle on the ground. Just... It's gross. You ever heard of somebody jump off a building and their body smack off the concrete? It's nuts. Yeah, it's gross. I've heard someone describe it, though. It's really nuts. I got some videos. It's like a loud (laughs) thug. Yeah, it's like... It's like a really loud smack. Yeah, it's gross. I saw uh, The Departed. That happened. Departed. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. Leo. Yeah. 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 That's a good movie, too. Yeah. Is that Nichols one? Heck, yeah. But, yeah. um, I don't know, man. I'm kind of on the fence about seasonal depression because I'm depressed Mm year-round. Yeah, me too. Like, I was reading through the symptoms, and I have pretty much all of them except weight loss not so much yeah but but i do have all the main symptoms Mm -hmm. but they are year round they're not seasonal maybe maybe they get a little worse Mm -hmm. sometimes like i'm i i think that like seasonal depression is a lot that has to do with the holidays like people are stressed out about not being able to give gifts to people or stressed out about not receiving gifts or stressed out about not seeing their families or stressed out about their families not seeing them and blah, blah, blah. Like, how much money should I spend on this person? Yeah. Like, dumb shit. I feel like a lot of seasonal depression has to do with that and I feel like that's all fucking fake because, like, whether I can do any of that or not, I'm still fucking depressed. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was just uh, listening to um, BBC Radio the other day, or I think it was this morning, actually. Um, and they were saying there was a significant spike in suicides on the first of the year. That they're yeah, like, I, I remember reading, like, years ago, like, they said January is, like, the most depressing month of the entire year. Yeah. Because, you know, the holidays are over. It's still, you know, we're still in winter, so it's still dark and cold all the time, and Everyone goes in with like, I'm going to start fresh this year, and I'm going to be better, I'm going to work out, I'm going to eat better, and blah, 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 work on your New Year's resolution, and about a week in, you're like, nope, nothing's changed, I suck at life. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what a a psychologist was postulating on the radio about, they were saying that, um, you know, like people who are surrounded with friends, a lot of people get all excited and, um, you know, motivated about New Year's resolutions and everything. They're all positive. And mm-hmm. then there are those people that, you know, might not, uh, they might just stay in their heads. Yeah. And oh, they, yeah. Uh, you know, they don't feel that way. They don't feel that enthusiasm or, yeah. or hope. I had this one. Know, so. I had this one friend, he was just like, I don't know why everybody's so excited about a new year. It just means another year close to your death. I'm like, well, that's a negative way of thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Or like a half yeah. glass empty way of thinking of it. That's kind of how I think. Like every time I have a birthday, I'm like, damn, another year older. Yeah. But is it negative or is it true? I mean, it's, it is true, but both. I don't know. Just the way he like says it, it just makes it sound a negative. I mean, you should... Um, but I mean, yeah, you know, every year you're closer to death. But then closer the, to death, but that's why you gotta live. Yeah, here. exactly. That's why you gotta like, you know, it's something you gotta. Okay, you, you may die tomorrow. You may die right now. But so fuck it. Do it. what you want. Do yeah. what. Yeah. Go enjoy it. Follow enjoy it while you have it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, this guy obviously has some regrets, or he's not living his life how he wants to live. Yeah, and honestly, that's what brings a lot of my, you know, anxiety and depression around. Is that every day I'm like. Am I living up? Am I living each day to its close? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? You know, oh, I know that I'm. And then I freak out when it's like I'm not getting closer to what I want to achieve in life, and yeah. uh, and yeah. then I do the dumb artist thing where you get online and you look at other people's work and you're like, oh, this person's way better than me, and I suck. And da-da-da-da. what did I tell you, motherfuckers, yeah. the last episode? Oh yeah, your gift is your gift. Stop comparing your gift to everybody else. Oh, like, I know. That's I, like I, I have to remind compare. myself that concept, but there are just days where I'm just so like. You also need to have, like, a sense of, like, confidence with your shit. Like, if somebody asks me, like, can you rap? Yeah, I rap better than anybody in this fucking city. And Mm -hmm. literally, I'm going to start name like, calling people out, like, legit. Because I know (laughs) none of these fucking people in this city can fuck with me lyrically. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, shit, when we were at the show, when we were at the Wu-Tang show, you were... (laughs) All those opening acts, man. All of them were trash. Wow. Oh, God. The last one was the worst. It was just this DJ guy going on for, like, legit an hour. Oh, that DJ was killing me. Oh, and he was always saying the same things. It was, like, repeat of him. just like, I'm just warming you up. I'm just warming you up. One more time. Yeah. One more time. This one for the ladies. Let's hear the ladies. It was like, oh, my God. Like, for really two annoying. hours, like, legit two hours. It was just that constantly. And just cutting between songs after songs after songs. Oh my gosh. Fuck, that sucks. I think they could get someone better. Yeah, I just have to keep telling myself, I'm like, Wu-Tang Clan's coming out soon. Because <laughs> <laughs> I look like, legit, if like, it was anybody else, I would have been like, fuck this shit. Yeah. Or if we were in Pittsburgh, I would have been like, fuck this shit. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. Yeah. 
uh, with the... Uh, and I can understand, like, maybe, like, fall and winter depression. Because I feel it a bit during this time of year. Mostly because that's when I start working at my second job more. So then I'm, like, working constantly. Mm-hmm. And barely getting enough sleep. And then, yeah, it's, like, dark most of the day. So, like, I'll get home from work in the morning. And it'll be dark. And then I go to bed. And then wake up in the afternoon. And it's still dark. And then I'm yeah. tired constantly. Yeah, well, they do say you're uh, you're definitely at a higher risk, a much higher risk if you're further from the equator. So, you know, yeah. days are shorter up here. It's colder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not getting as much, you know, you're hardly getting any sunshine, especially, like, here in Pennsylvania, it's pretty bad. Oh, yeah. So, they yeah. say that's a big reason, vitamin D. <laughs> yeah, use some of that vitamin D. <laughs> Yeah, like, you can get a little bit from food, like, fortified milk. I think you get, like, 160 IUs. Yeah. You should get at least 600, though. Yeah. like so, I, Or I, that's for a glass of milk. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so supplementation is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, some of the symptoms they say for fall and winter is, like, oversleeping, appetite change, like, you're craving high foods and carbohydrates, mm. and weight gain, and then tiredness and low energy. I can definitely say, like, I definitely feel the tiredness and low energy and sometimes a bit of the oversleeping because I'll feel like I've slept a good eight, nine, ten hours sometimes and then I'll wake up and I feel good, but then by lunchtime, I'm like, I'm ready for a nap. Yeah, I feel that way too, man. It sucks. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like I shouldn't be tired, but... Right. And it's not, and that's not even on days where I did work. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, on a full 24 hours off from work and then that happens, it's like, what the hell? But then, um, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of tired more, but I just try to stay busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really helps. Because the more busy I am, like, working on projects or something like that, like, I'm more, like, awake and shut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the past few years, uh, definitely, I've noticed a lot this year so far that I've definitely have worked out more often than I used to. Because... Like, during this time of year, you tend not to just because I'm working all the time. Yeah. So then to come home and then work out more, it's just like, ugh, but I'm just getting myself to just do it. And I do feel much better. Yeah, that really helps. I you feel know. much better when I work out. Have you done any uh, pull-ups on the tree branches outside? <laughs> no, I got a pull-up bar, actually, finally, oh. for indoors. There you go. Because I don't have any good tree branches in the place where you I You went and bought one? Yeah. Dude, there's like one in the basement at the house. I thought that was yours. No, I told you I have one and then there's I one in the basement. I thought that might be bombs or something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Mine's like buried in my closet somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But the, there's one, I saw one when I did uh, laundry the other day in the basement. And oh, it's in the basement. Yeah. Hmm. Well, do I now? Shit, I'll take it. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, Luke. <laughs> We'll put it on eBay. I'll give you the link. There you go. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. But then... Uh, Shipping's going to cost you, though. <laughs> oh, no, you can't just drive over and drop it off. Shipping's going to cost you, you extra. son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm thinking twenty two eighty five. Oh, damn. I better get that like in the next five minutes after I order it. I'm not even going to really? put it in a box and it's going to wrap it in duct tape. <laughs> drop it off on the porch. <laughs> not even drop it off just like drive by roll down the window be like catch bitch fling <laughs> just leave a note that says sorry we missed you yeah 
not even gonna knock either. No. You'll see him when you get here. <laughs> the knock's gonna be when he comes flying through the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then there's also getting back to SAD. Uh, I did not realize that there was a seasonal depression for spring and summer. Never really occurred to me. Get yeah, the I'd... fuck out of here with this shit. Yeah. I feel like this is all bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I Like, mean... this has to be bullshit. Yeah, I mean... Like, this is like a... This is like literally mocking people that really deal with depression. Yeah. Maybe. Um, well, I mean, no, I don't think it's mocking it, but it's just I'm trying to classify it. But... Like a sub-genre depression fuck your sub genre <laughs> it's all based on yeah, fucking it's I all based no on fake shit though it's like oh i can't afford a present for my girlfriend and dumb shit like oh my well, god no, it's cold outside what am i gonna do bitch you bought the mug boots for a reason wear them well i mean they mug boots are gross <laughs> well like the lack of vitamin d can really like it it acts as a hormone so it affects every tissue in the body if you don't have enough vitamin d it's like one of the if you're only going to take one supplement, that's probably the one to take. Well, sure. yeah, they say but vitamin D is good for your bones. Yeah, it is. Bones. It's essential for growing yeah. your bones. It's essential for so much. Also, your serotonin <laughs> levels drop, your melatonin levels change. Yeah, like they think people don't have enough serotonin when they're... And also they're producing too much melatonin. Mm-hmm. Just I'm somewhere. still calling bullshit on this because this is me all year round. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I have... Well, then you have, you have straight up depression. I mean, that's... If I had if I had a fucking bag full of money sitting in my lap and I'm on the boardwalk at the beach and I'm in like a 1960s fucking uh, camp collar fucking Hawaiian shirt and I got Gucci slides on and I'm like <laughs> just like I got fucking like Versace sunglasses and I'm just like the breeze is just blowing through my shirt and I'm fucking like you know I worked all winter to fucking you know get built mm-hmm. and everything and like you know I got like the finest girl next to me just like chilling on the boardwalk and we're trying to figure out our next vacation I would still be fucking depressed well yeah oh yeah cause you're hung up on all that material possession no I'm not <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just Same trying to paint a picture <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter it does so not matter good. yeah well yeah well I know but that's yeah that's um that's obviously not seasonal depression that's um, major depressive disorder, it sounds like, but, um, I mean, if you were, imagine you're a psychiatrist, you have someone come in that you've been seeing for years, and every winter they go through this slump, they're depressed in the winter time, but they're fine and normal, they can do everything they want to do, they're not excessively sad. What if it's like, what if then it's... you'd be like, okay, I guess that counts as seasonal depression, it's like, we can treat it as that. What if it's psychology propaganda? What if it's psychiatrists that are putting this shit out into the masses, and they're like, oh man, I have seasonal depression, let me go see a psychiatrist, and they're like, boom, my rates are going up. (laughs) (laughs) You ever think about this shit? Yes, I have thought about that, but... Because literally... Literally, if you talk to most people, they are they are like they're they're mind controlled. So like mm-hmm. they hear about this shit and they're like, oh, oh shit, that's, that's me. me. Yeah, I think that happens. Oh all the my time. god, they fixed me. I just gotta go see a psychiatrist. Oh my god, I have seasonal depression, mom. It started in December and it won't be gone until March. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, no, but then they might get antidepressants, and then that might really help them because they think of them as like something that's going to fix them, so it'll have um, like a placebo effect on top of whatever real effect it has, and then they might not be depressed anymore. So 
I mean, and it's speaking like, of which, it works, it no, works. no, 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 no. But speaking of which, let me find this because I was reading about this the other day. It's funny that you mentioned medication. Oh, okay. Hold on. Where's it at? Give me a second. Somebody talk while I look for this. Well, I heard a psychiatrist um, say this was a while ago, so I don't remember exactly what the, the numbers were, but like there was a scale, I think it was like 1 to 100 on like how depressed you are or whatever, like 100 being nervous, I guess. And then, um, so medication, antidepressants generally affect you. Um, I think it was somewhere like four to six points on that. So if you're depressed, you know, like a 42, you take some medication, that might send you up to like a 46 or 48. So it's not like a huge, huge life-changing thing. It might be enough to push you up from like being suicidal or something. It might be really helpful for some people. Yeah. But it's not something that's going to, um, you know, change you from totally pessimistic person to... A perfectly happy person. Yeah. Most likely. So. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that. It, a lot of that boils down to just you as a person yourself. Yeah. Like, and you it's know. like you know there there. I think in in every case there's, um, you know there's there's problems like life in itself. It's like you, oh, know, yeah. you can get existential about it. Mm-hmm. And there's always. You know, people's lives are usually not going as well as they'd like them to. So if mm-hmm. you just, you know, if you go in there and your life's shitty. Can't just take some medication that'll make you forget about it. Probably. No, but like I was saying, doctors often get incentives to prescribe certain medications. The more they prescribe, the more money they make. They want you hooked. Yeah. So this is all fucking propaganda. Well, I mean, that's why, you know, I was thinking about being a, a psychologist for a while, but then I looked into it and that's how everything's set up. It's like just to get people on medications and get them out. It's like you're trying to get patients, patients, patients. They give them so many patients that they can't even really like individually care for them. It's like you can't even really get to know your patient in a lot of cases. It's all fucked up. It's all fucked up. Yeah. Because they're trying to make the most money as possible. Yeah. Yeah. The whole medical industry is messed up. So I feel like all these psychiatrists, all these doctors get together and they're like, all right, let's create something because like, you know, my babies are at home and they need more fucking titty milk or something. (laughs) And they need more Similac. They need more diapers. They need more fucking Louis Vuitton bags. Um, (laughs) Like what? How how do we figure this out? Yeah. And then some some fucking psychiatrist is like, I got it. Seasonal. Seasonal fucking depression. We will make people believe that from December until March, they will have an effect. It'll have an effect on their body, and we will call it seasonal depression. And they'll believe it, and they'll come see you to talk to you about their problems and how they feel. And, and they'll come to you, and they'll get medicine, and you'll make more money. <laughs> well, I mean, I could see that, kind of. For sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think that winter's just hard to get through for everyone. I mean, up here, it's like it's fucking cold. Days are short. You go outside. You're freezing, you're freezing your ass off. You don't take a nice walk. It's like you don't move as much. Body gets all stagnant. Yeah, but you got people living you're in just, Russia and Scandinavia who is like, it's like this kind of weather... Three fourths of the year. Yeah, and they're exactly. fucking in the mountains yodeling with fucking whiskey and I shit. Know, they're yeah. taking ice baths Happy as hell. That's fucking popping Ricolas. You gotta be more like them, taking their sauna, sauna sweats. I'm telling you, man, this is propaganda. This is bullshit. Well, yeah, I think we gotta toughen up a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. It boils down to, you know, you gotta get over the uh, mind control of like, 
what what's expected of you through Thanksgiving to Christmas. Yeah. How you how your perspective New Year's. Imagine works. how many people get depressed knowing that they have to go see their families during Thanksgiving. Oh and yeah. And their lives aren't what their parents or their family expect them to be. So I they're don't have be to see it. I see that. Like. Oh, hey, um, Maria, why don't you have a kid yet? When are you going to give me a baby, mm-hmm. Jonathan? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's... I'm telling you, this is... It's all fucking propaganda. Yeah. So then Jonathan's all depressed because his fucking parents want a baby, but maybe Jonathan's gay. He hasn't come out to his family yet. Mm. How's he going to give them a fucking child? He's going to have to adopt a Cambodian kid or some shit. That's going to take months, <laughs> you know? And maybe he's not even ready. Yeah. Maybe him and Raphael aren't ready to have a fucking kid yet. You know? Yeah. So then he goes back and he's fucking depressed. And he's like, fuck, man. I'm so depressed. Why am I so depressed? And Raphael's like, oh my God, sweetie, why are you so depressed? Oh, that's so sketchy. And he's <laughs> like, I don't fucking know. I'm just fucking depressed. And then he start arguing. And then he's more depressed because Raphael left his fucking apartment. And Raphael's not coming back now. Raphael's probably fucking jerking off some other dude in a bathroom at a bar at Jack's down on the south side or some shit. Who the fuck knows? You know? <laughs> and then he goes to the doctor. He's like, oh my God, I need some help. And his doctor's like, you know what? You got seasonal depression. Wow. I want you to see a psychiatrist twice a week, and I'm going to give you this medication. Everything will be cured. Oh my God, thank you so much. Oh, that's a YouTube video right there. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. This is wow. shit that happens, though. It's real life oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, like, um... So, like, you know, Jonathan wasn't even fucking depressed. He wasn't even depressed. He was, mm-hmm. like, upset about, like, not being able to live up to the expectations of his family. And by doing that, he took all of his anger and frustration out on Raphael. And now Raphael's gone, and, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's there. Well, you know what, Jonathan? If you're listening out there... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the Jonathans out there whose boyfriend's name is Raphael. I mean, you gotta kind of... To a certain extent, just say, fuck your family, man. Just be yourself. You know, if you come out to your family, you got to do it. You got to be true to yourself. It'll be good for them. I know some families are particularly harsh. They might not, I don't know, they might even disown you, I guess. But fuck, it's better than living a lie, trying to please them. That'll never bring you fulfillment, anything good, you know? You got to live for yourself. Yeah. It's like, and plus, that's that's just how we got to progress as a world in general, like, I feel like we've come a long way with mm-hmm. accepting people because people are honest with their families. Yeah. And people genuinely love their kids. So, but, um, oh yeah, back to the medications. Um, fuck, I wish I knew more about this, but like, um, the company that made, uh, um, fentanyl, I think they're getting sued because of how they were, um, misrepresenting their drug. They were saying it wasn't addictive. And, you know, they made, they paid for some studies to be done that made it look like they weren't addictive at all. So they told doctors, they trained doctors to tell their patients that it's not addictive. Like, less than 1% of people have ever been addicted to this. So it's totally not addictive. And now there are all these people hooked on fentanyl. People are overdosing on it more than any other legal drug. Rest in peace of Prince. Indeed. Rest in peace of Mac Miller. Yeah. And all the others. There's been way too many. Way too Um, many. Yeah. But, so, that's a big lawsuit, and it's just because they were greedy as fuck, because they, they've made billions on that. It's yeah. such a huge fucking industry. Yeah. yeah. The pharmaceutical industry, man, that is, oof. 
There's so much money in that shit. Yeah. And that's a problem. Wherever there's huge amounts of money, there's corruption. It's always annoying because it's like, okay, you have all these billions of dollars. What fuck do you use it all for? Like, what do you do with all that money? Yeah, like our annual budget. I didn't realize how big it is, but in the United States, it's about four trillion dollars. Yeah. Four trillion dollars. That's a fucking lot of money. We get that through taxes mainly. That's crazy. And we're still in debt. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone's hoarding it all in offshore bank accounts. <laughs> It's, yeah. a, it's like, what's the point of hoarding? You're hoarders! You're financial hoarders! It's like, you know what, just keep that over there in uh, Malaysia. We're gonna use that for 9-11 Part 2. Yeah, like, most of the... Big... We'll triple that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most of the big companies here, they, uh, you know, they keep main... Most of their money overseas, so they, they don't have to pay full taxes on yeah. it. So, imagine how much more tax money they have here if they actually paid full taxes on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there was this study done, which you can look up on Oxford Academic and Under Family Practices. Uh, the method was they screened a certain amount of people using the self-rating depression scale, SDS, and then they screened those patients through the structured clinical interview, and then... At the end of it, they went through a series of questionnaires, and then a family physician judged them whether depression was present or not. And then by the end of this, all they rated, the result was the rate of diagnosis of depression in non-depressed patients was 26.5%. So like like out of 100 people, only a quarter of them were not depressed, were Self-diagnosed as depressed, but not really clinically suffering depression. So that the twenty-five percent was not depressed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Especially depending on how many people there yeah. were. Mm-hmm. And that's just like depression in general. And then you know you take that, and then it's like, well, how depressed are you? Are you like suicidal thoughts, or are you just bummy all the time. Why are you sad because, you know... Your daddy bought you the wrong car. Yeah, or your parents want something from you that you can't give. Yeah, you're, you know, you're dealing with the expe- expectation values. So you took it out on Raphael, and now Raphael <laughs> wants to be with somebody else that he met at Jack's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Raphael's tired of your bullshit. Right. And it gets really awkward when you run each other at Trader Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> when you guys are looking for the same organic bananas that Alex is. Yeah, now you have to go <laughs> all the way across town through that shitty traffic, use the busier Trader Joe's in East Liberty. Yep. <sighs> run into the other ex-boyfriend. So, yeah. That's why I go to South Hills. Yeah. You know? You, you. Conclusion: It's well, not whether if you know if you if you feel like you suffer from seasonal depression, you might want to question why. Yeah, look dig deep within. Yeah, and then question off. Maybe you just have straight up depression. 
Yeah, I mean, self-awareness is a big part. I mean, without the ability to self-analyze when you're feeling shitty, you're going to keep walking into the tr- in, into the trap of self-loathing and self-deprecating choices. Mm-hmm. So, and with self-awareness comes personal accountability, um, which requires action. Yeah. Relentless action, for that matter. Yeah. Um, it's easy, but can you stand when people out their own insecurities onto you or put their own insecurities onto you and still remain positive about it? If not, you need to increase your brain's positivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you got to work on it, you know? Like, it's... Yeah. It's for a pe- while, I was I was keeping, like, a positive... I, I forget what I forget what Positive I mental it, attitude? PMA? Well, <laughs> Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was um, keeping, like, a positivity journal, basically, where I'd, like, write down three things that I was appreciative every day in the morning. Oh, that's wow. a really good practice to have, because your brain, like, mm-hmm. just naturally errs towards the negative, you know, because we're wired to, towards survival. So speaking, you, you notice negative things. Speaking of writing down shit, positive things, not mm-hmm. to cut you off. No, 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 I was done. They say when you're going through a breakup to write down the person's name and then burn the piece of paper... And yeah, it helps you mentally get um, over the person. I I did something like that, one, like one of my like first legit relationships was back in high school. Really? Yeah, yeah. I had a photo of her, took it out back, lit it on fire. I mean, and it moved on. I broke my ankle like three summers ago. Shout out to my friend Brittany. Um, sorry. And my ankle was in a boot. <laughs> and boot. I wrote a eulogy for my boot and buried it in my back um, backyard. There you go. In mountains. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, I was just tell- you know, telling it how clingy it was, how it didn't want me to go <laughs> to Taco Bell without it. <laughs> I was like, this relationship isn't working anymore. It's time to set you free. <laughs> I need my space, you know. Oh, buried it in the backyard. <laughs> Sometimes we need that closure. You better make. Also, it wasn't in a pet cemetery. No. Come back from there. <laughs> Call it Beatrice the Boot. Beatrice the Boot. That's a good name. That is a good name. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I'm just keeping. Like, I don't know. If you're trying to figure shit out, sometimes it does help to write things down. Because yeah. it's like, writing's not really any different than thinking, but it's more concrete. Like Yeah, it puts it in the physical realm. Yeah, and, you know, when you just think a thought, sometimes it seems very real, and it is, but then you, like, forget it mm-hmm. the next day, and you never think of it again. Whereas if you write it down, it's more final. Yeah. And it's it stays with you. And plus, you can always, like, you know, if you have that journal, you can always go back and go over it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, like my man Joe Budden said, he said, so I write it all down so one one day maybe when life is all sweet, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll look back on shit, you know? Yeah, it's good to see your evolution of you where know? you've come from. You Growth. Know? Exactly. Um, Gotta keep growing, which, sorry. No, you can go. Which is, you know, you gotta have goals. That's another point. You gotta work towards your goal. Like, we sort of started talking about that earlier. But, you know, if you're depressed... I mean, that'll lead to depression, at least in my experience. If I'm not working towards something. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm wasting my time then. Exactly, but if you're actually working towards something that you really want to do, that's mm-hmm. you need that in life. Yeah, I mean, if I'm not working on music or something, I get really depressed because I have to have that artistic outlet. I need self-expression, you know? 
And I don't, yeah. have, I don't have too much of that day to day with um, the type of work I do. Like I have to be able to come home and express myself and artistically and stuff like that, make music on, you know, that reflects the way I feel and, you know, the emotions that I'm feeling and stuff like that. Also, I think I said this on a previous podcast, but like, yeah, stay, stay positive around, you know, negativity, but there's negativity everywhere. Um, people are so quick to dismiss negativity, but they don't understand that it's a vital part of everything that we do. Like, Keeps you in check. Yeah, without negativity, there wouldn't be positivity and vice versa. I mean, the the barista at Starbucks that, you know, wants you to hurry the hell up and order your drink because you can't figure out what the hell you want in the morning, that's negative. So mm-hmm. how do you combat that? You just be patient and you guys work together and you finally come up with your thing and you apologize for it later. Yeah. Um, but saying good vibes only and dismissing people that are being negative, it just shows how weak um, and vulnerable you are mentally and how unpositive you are, honestly. Mm-hmm. So don't be so quick to dismiss negative people because they can help you out in the long run if you think about it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a great point. You gotta, I mean, negativity is a part of life, so you have to get used to it. You know, yeah. you have to be resilient towards yeah. it. Like, Life isn't always... Take it, but don't let it affect you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there are people who are just so uncomfortable with being, like, even a little bit sad that they just break down whenever yeah. something bad happens. Yeah. Um, proper diet, exercising at least 10 to 15 minutes or an hour a day usually helps. Um Oh yeah, I, I know I at least when I do actually do my workout, it's usually it usually takes me about an hour. Yeah, me too. If longer, it's a, at least an hour for me. But yeah, it takes a while, which is kind of if you're busy, like that's the only thing that kind of sucks. Yeah, but then I I've worked out like different regimens of like okay, well if I have a busy day, I'll just do this little thing today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like on my days off, I'll put a real intensive workout in. Yeah, sometimes if I really need to do it, I'll just like do. 200 squats in a row yeah like yeah and that's a good workout i'm still sore from that actually i did that like two days ago (laughs) (laughs) yeah right i'm trying to do a lot more leg workouts so i can be more flexible and whatnot and it's like when i first started doing it the next day i felt all the muscles in my butt and whatnot i was like holy shit i did not know these ones existed (laughs) yeah My inner hip bones I still feel right now. A personal schedule that you're able to stick to is really good too because it eliminates extra brain power being spent on remembering to do tasks while increasing creativity to fix problems and solutions. Yes. It also helps make you consistent in routine. And this is a big one for me, eliminating stressful people from your life. I mean, it's going to be hard because you'll realize some of the people you love that are negatively affecting you are indeed friends and family. Yeah. It's like a chess move. Um, It also lessens the amount of stressful situations that are presented to you. But if you remove the people from your life that are there for, you know, that aren't there for your betterment and aren't there to, you know, help build you up and, you know, uh, protect you during times of vulnerability and weakness and don't accept you during your weakest moments, then what the fuck are they doing in your life? Yeah. 
Yeah. Cut them. Mm-hmm. Um, another big one is drinking water. Oh, yeah. We got to stay hydrated. Just not that whole, you have, you have to drink seven cups of water every day. That's malarkey <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, it's not that simple. Just drink when you're thirsty. Exactly. And drink water when you're thirsty. Don't drink like a cup of black coffee when you're thirsty. Yeah. That's just going to give headaches further. Yeah. Or like a soda. <laughs> beer. Well, I mean, beer is a little hydrating, I guess, but whiskey. Alcohol in general. Yeah. Don't drink <laughs> <either> <laughs> that just in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one is eliminating excuses. I mean, honestly, nobody is coming to save you except yourself. It's like those people um, that ask you for advice like day in and day out and still make horrible choices under the guide of this is just how I am. Oh, God. You got to take responsibility. Yeah, that's a pet peeve of mine when people use that as an excuse. Like, it's just how I am. Yeah. I'm just the way I am. It's like, if that is, then your way of who you are it sucks. And you yeah, should change well, you it. Can do better. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like. That's just you. Can't be the same person forever. You gotta evolve. Right. Good lord. So I was the same person. If I if you met me as I was like when I first started college to now, you'd probably think I was a dick. <laughs> mm. Riley knows. Yeah. So I mean, those are some ways uh, to combat your fake seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. Also, getting up if you can. This is hard. Like it's for a lot of people because of their schedules. It says on my schedule definitely, but. If you can, like, wake up, go to sleep and wake up at approximately the same time, that can be really helpful. Yeah, I'm going to fix bedtime schedule. Does wonders. Yeah, really, really. Like, I honestly, I try to go to bed around 10 p.m. Just so I can wake up around 6, 7. And then I'll spend, like, the first hour when I'm awake just waking up. Because <laughs> I'm a slow, because I'm just not agile in the morning. And then I get on with my shit. Yeah. And then, depending on how I feel, I'll either have breakfast and then work out, or work out and then have breakfast. Yeah. And then I'm ready to take on my day. Because I feel good, you know. I had a good breakfast, I worked out, I feel great, my body's like, let's do shit! I'm so happy. It's such a wonderful day. I got my coffee. Nothing stands in my way. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
So let's think about this. So what is the number one addiction in America that most people need to wean themselves off in order to get healthy and in shape? Cell phones? No, I'd seriously. Sugar. Sugar, but also right? alcohol is pretty huge. Okay, so think about this. Well. If you were smoking crack, okay, mm-hmm. and everybody's going to be like, oh my God, that's so much different. No, it's really not because... Sugar gives your brain the same type of fucking feelings uh, and releases the same type of uh, chemicals, chemicals as cocaine does. It's not as extreme. Like, it, cocaine will give you an extreme high for like 20 minutes. Obviously, sugar is not as extreme. But no, but it's still... It's, yeah. they, it's supposedly more addictive, though. Just like getting your heart broken gives you the same withdrawal symptoms as cocaine. So, if you're hooked on crack and you're trying to get off crack, are you going to have a cheat day of crack? <laughs> no. Exactly. Thinking about it, it's like I'm in rehab, but every Friday I need at least one rock. Are yeah. you gonna get? Are you really getting better? No, because it's like an alcoholic that says, you know what? Instead of drinking uh, two bottles of Jack every fucking week, I'm gonna stop drinking that, and I'm only gonna give myself one cup of wine every day, mm-hmm. every night, or yeah. one one night a week, mm-hmm. one cup of wine. You know what that is? You're in a fucking car. That car is burning. Mm-hmm. Instead of getting out of the fucking car permanently, you're switching seats while the car is still burning. It is not helping you. Fuck cheat days. Yeah. Well, I mean, in that scenario, it is better. I mean, it's it's better. It's like you're moving around the car with a fire extinguisher. First of all, there's no fucking fire extinguisher. The car is on fire. I know, but I'm saying, like, you would, you know, you, you'd probably get um, uh, cirrhosis, I guess, if you're, like, drinking, what, if you're getting drunk every night. Whereas if you have one glass of wine once a week, you're probably not going to get that. So I don't know if it's quite a fair analogy. but It is a fair analogy because you're not weaning yourself off of it. If you want to be clean, you need to be clean. People give themselves too many fucking excuses. I agree with that. Too many excuses. It's like cigarettes. Like, my dad has tried to stop smoking, like, several times since I was a kid. And every time, he'll go a week without smoking, and then he'll be like, oh, you know what? Instead of smoking, like, eight times a day, I'm only going to smoke once. Yeah. You're still fucking smoking. You're still addicted. Yeah, and smoking one cigarette is actually very... Um, but what is the difference between that analogy that I just said? Because if you're a raging alcoholic and you fucking drink a bottle of fucking Jack every fucking week and you start drinking a, bo- a glass of wine every, like once a night, it's you're still drinking. Oh, wait, one, you said once a week though, instead of every night, right? Like you switch from... Or maybe it's like a, a glass of wine every night then. Okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, in that situation... It's still alcohol, whether it's a little or a lot, it's still alcohol. If you went from a lot and you're still doing it, you're still doing it. It's better, like, if if that's your way of doing it and you keep cutting down from there, then that's good, you know, you're heading in the right direction, maybe. I don't know, but you guys are... This is all good stuff for another episode. Why are you throwing it on this one? (laughs) (laughs) That's my unpopular opinion. Okay, yeah. Since nobody else had... I mean, I don't know, I was trying to... I'm, I'm just... I don't know. If someone's out there and addicted, I want to give them good advice if possible. I was trying to figure it out, though. But Have you ever dealt with like uh, somebody that's really addicted? <laughs> yeah. Like, addicted to what? Alcohol. Okay, that's one. Yeah, I know. That's not, not, not as extreme as, uh, 
I've dealt with um, heroin addicts heroin, heroin and crackheads and coke addicts. Yeah. And trying to give anybody good advice is like... Well, that one you do have to quit completely. Even alcohol. But, but still, I mean, alcohol is pretty scary. Too. Nothing you say um, to anybody is going to get through to them until they are ready themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get like really, really sick. Like you can die from... If you just... If you're, you know, taking heroin all the time and you just stop. Well, you yeah, know. that's what I mean, yeah. So, it might be better to ease down, you know. I don't know, man. Leonardo DiCaprio did it in Basketball Diaries, and he's fine now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not that much of a method actor, man. Didn't get an Academy Award then, but he should have. Right. That and Gilbert's great. Gilbert, what is it, Gilbert, Gilbert Grape? What is, yeah, what's eating Gilbert Grape? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a great movie. <sighs> Shout out my man, Leo. Right. Leo knows what's up. Alright, song of the week before I fucking blow my head off from all this seasonal depression. Yeah! Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, shit. Alright. Well, who's going first this week? I don't really Did have... Did you text me, Will? Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's see here. I mean, for me, the song of the week is basically anything from Wu-Tang, but I don't know if we're allowed to play that. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. What's the record label? As long as it doesn't say like Universal Music or anything like that, because that's all I've been playing in my. That's all I've been playing <laughs> since I've got back. Mm. Let's see. So like that, then. I'm gonna play something now is what it's a play. Mm-hmm. Hey. Alright, sometimes hey, you just hey. need a friend for this shit. Oh. Ah, uh, Warner Brothers. Damn. Do I wanna play this or that? Alright. Oh, you're playing? Is this for people that like cheat days? <laughs> uh, find yourself someone else with a cheat day so you can know each other and encourage each other. There you go. Encourage each other to stay the same weight, if not get more weight. No, man, this isn't about cheat days. It's about friendship. Sometimes you need someone else to help you through the hard times. Someone you can trust. And rely on. Call, 
Never look down on a man unless I'm helping him up. Reverend Jesse Jackson. My song comes from a young J. Cole <laughs> off the warm up. This is called I Get Up. It's one of my favorite songs ever. It's very old J. Cole, but it kind of goes along with this. Unless you have seasonal depression, then you're not going to get it. Shout out, shout out to uh, one of my best friends, Vince Miley. We used to listen to that shit back in the day all the time. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's a good ass song. It's a good song. Hi, good song. Good song. The fuck you got, Luke? Okay, I got something that's like total one eighty from you. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, going back to thinking how you know when you're depressed, sometimes you just don't want to talk to anybody. You just want to be left alone. Yeah. So, here's this really cool song by Real Big Fish called Hiding in My Headphones. <laughs> yeah, I like Real Big Fish. Yeah. Who doesn't want to? I'm dancing to the beat in my head, in my head. I'm dancing to the beat in my head. 
Everybody got to got to listen to some ska. <laughs> What you have to say. Really? Oh, yeah. Big fish. Fuck yes. Some good ska music right there. Alright. Um, any last thoughts? No, I, I, I feel like we totally diagnosed this to the very nitty gritties. And cool. definitely have some good offshoots and whatnot coming back. But if our viewers have anything want, they want to give our two cents about anything... How can they reach us, Riley? Uh, you guys can hit us up on Instagram at I Hate Everybody Podcast. You can email us at I Hate Everybody Podcast at gmail.com. For my Twitter, you got a Twitter for us? No, we don't have a Twitter. Oh, okay. That'll be good. You can hit me and Luke up on Twitter, though. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Just let me know that you're a legit person and not spam because I'll just block you. <laughs> but yeah. All right, I think that's it for today. Anything? Thank you all for writing us. That's all you guys got? I got nothing. Um, nothing comes to mind at the moment. Um, I stumped you motherfuckers with my propaganda theory. You did not you, stump me, man. <laughs> you stumped you. You but. posed a really good point. Well, yeah, yeah. It is a good point. It does. I mean, it goes on for sure. We could spend a whole that, another two hours about that. that. I, I wouldn't want to say. Yeah, we really could. Prove me wrong. Well, I mean, prove okay. me wrong. If you're saying that antidepressants are completely useless, I didn't say no, no, no. See, I now know. you're you're misinterpreting my words. I well, did I mean, not say could, antidepressants be, are I know, useless. I know you didn't say that, but I feel like they could be. What you were saying could be easily misconstrued that way. That's why you can rewind back this episode and hear it for fucking 20 times if you need to, because I never said antidepressants are useless. I said pharmaceutical companies and psychiatrists and doctors use this as propaganda to make money. Because yeah. if, I, if I have you convinced you have 
seasonal depression, you're going to go see a doctor. They're going to prescribe you medicine. They get paid to prescribe you medicine. Yeah. Then they're going to say, go see the psychiatrist. I know somebody. I'll give you a referral. Then you go see the, their friend who's a psychiatrist, and you get their friend making money. Right. I think it's... it's I think it's pretty fair to say that seasonal depression is bullshit. Because, I mean, sure, there are people that feel depressed seasonally, but is that really, you know, that's separate from what actual depression is, like, you know. Or because you can't go to the beach. What yeah. do you fucking do? Yeah. Save up next year for a vacation and go to fucking Florida or the Bahamas or something. I don't know. Or move to Florida if you can't handle it up there. Or, I mean, I asked, like, my friends because I had a lot of people that were saying they had seasonal depression. I was like, why? And they're like, oh, you know, my mom wants to, wants me to have a baby and I'm just not ready. And then I got this kid that's like, oh, you know, like, I really wanted this new car, but, like, my parents wouldn't pay for it, so, like, I have to come up with the money myself, and I'm just, like, you know, and it's, like, dark out, like, at seven, and, you know. Yeah, woody fucking do. Like, that's not seasonal depression, or, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't get my girlfriend, like, you know, what she wanted, so I had to, like, settle for something cheaper, and, like, you know, I don't think she really likes it, but she said she did, but I don't think she does, and it's just, like, the fuck kind of relationship do you have? <laughs> How do you not know your girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. That happens way too much. This sounds like a bunch of shit that everybody causes themselves to have. That is not fucking... Well, people throw around the word depression way too frivolously, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm telling you, 95.5% of people are manipulated by the media and they can't even think for themselves. So, like, it's just like those people that wait till Valentine's Day to tell them that they need to buy something for their significant other. Or they wait for, you know, uh, Independence Day to be like, oh, you know, I, 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 I fight for the freedom of America or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you need somebody to fucking create a holiday to tell you when you can do that? That's nuts. Yeah. We are controlled... Mm-hmm. There is no freedom in America. We are fucking controlled. You know, I, oh my God, November's next month. I'm going to be seasonally depressed. When is my seasonal depression going to kick in? Like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Yeah, that is pretty ridiculous. Gotta say. Yeah. That's all I got to say. All right. <laughs> we out.